Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back. Great to have your company on this Friday morning. Hope you had a good week and you set yourself up for a nice weekend. I mentioned earlier, some of you with me, some of you are not taunting. I'm all for it. As long as it doesn't cross the obvious lines. I won't back over my thoughts in their entirety, but I don't mind a bit of banner out on the field and just a bit of push and shove. That's part of it. Howie and Wallen, as long as it doesn't cross the line. Well, there's the issue, uh, Howie says. Your line's different to mine, which will also be different to the next person. You can't say, use your common sense. Well, how we know what the line is, don't we, Howie? Don't don't commit a tribunal, no, a reportable offence, and don't say something that racially vilifies, religiously vilifies, or any of those things. Everything else is... Surely that's okay. We don't have to nanny state every little aspect of the game. It's a physical test. It's a mental test. They are playing for keeps, these men and women. Um, Rod, are you serious, Sam? It's okay to go after Dacos. In fact, you like it. Elbow in the back, belittle him in front of 70,000 people, have players fine thousands of dollars, but don't boo and hurt a player's feelings. Pendlebury got boos for winning an Anzac Day medal. No complaints. Well, there were complaints at the time, Rod, absolutely. But I'm not talking about booing. Okay, and you would have seen Nick, um, Nick Dacos give it back to Ryan Clark in the aftermath as well. That's all great theatre. That's all fine. He's fine. He's a big boy, Nick Dacos. He can look after himself. And if he can't, then his teammates are there to fly the flag with him uh, as well. Anyway, let's talk a bit of round ball. We can come back to that a little bit later on uh, because the A-League finals didn't disappoint, disappoint last weekend. Adelaide United, Sydney FC advanced the ladder. The latter, shocking Western Sydney Wanderers from 1-0 down. Wellington Phoenix was swept aside by Adelaide. Now it's time for Melbourne City and Central Coast to step up. And um, there's a small matter of the Champions League over in Europe as well. The semifinals were captivating the first leg. Uh, our man each and every week is Andy Harper. He's calling tonight's match. Should be a beauty. Sydney FC, Melbourne City. Andy, good morning to you. Thanks for your time. No, morning. My pleasure. Good to talk with you. Uh, it's hard to know where to start here. I, given Sydney and Melbourne play tonight, can we just talk about the circumstance that saw Sydney knock out the Western Sydney Wanderers, please? Because it was a top-shelf game as well. It was a great game. Um, the Wanderers had the best of the first half and deservedly had the lead going into the break. And Sydney's performance in that first 45 minutes was pretty bereft, actually, for a finals match. They were very subdued, very conservative, very cautious, steady as she goes. And it wasn't really filling their fans uh, with a great deal of hope, I wouldn't have thought. But um, the second half is a completely different story, and they showed exactly why. There's not many teams in the remaining um, the games who are looking forward to playing Sydney. They've got so much quality, mm. ability to control the game, good goals to win it, might have had a couple more besides, uh, and have really hit their... Uh, I'm not at their peak yet, but they're climbing towards a peak rather than going in the other direction, which is a little bit scary for some of the other teams. So with an eye to Sydney then tonight against Melbourne City, now Melbourne City have been the barometer for, well, as, as far back yeah. as I can remember this season. I mean, is this a bridge too far for Sydney? I mean, or can you see them asking right. some questions to challenge Melbourne? Yeah, look, no, no question. Melbourne City um, will get their due plaudits for winning the minor premiership by 11 points. Um, 
and and you know they're a formidable formidable football club you know they've they've uh, the first in the A league year at least to win three consecutive minor premierships um and they they're, they're always going to be around about the top but they have shown it's sort of vulnerability but but they they've not been completely convinced I'm sure themselves of their ability to close out games they're always up for conceding a goal um despite the amount of football that they dominate you know they don't keep clean, many clean sheets um and so it does it does make this an even contest Look, the way this melbourne city football team has been built which is a point I've sort of made a few times is that you know this is recruited and built and and trained and prepared to win that minor premiership um so that's the first thing, and, and that gives them access to Asia as a football club, etc. The team that finishes mm. first after the home and away gets into the Asian Champions League, which is going to become a bigger and bigger carrot for clubs. So, this in their current guys, this is a team built to win that 26 game race. Um, but along the way, of course, you can see that on any given day there are, are vulnerabilities that may creep in, and and Sydney finished um, uh, outside the top four where many people were talking about wondering whether they were going to not make the finals at all. But certainly their form players, their big players, have have started to coalesce at the right time. And, and this is no, by no means a foregone conclusion. And Melbourne City will be favourites, um, but it's, it's you know, what's favouritism? You've got to go out and actually prove it on the night. And, and Sydney can, can scare them, there's no question. You'll be behind the mic, of course. It's live from 7 o'clock Eastern on 10 Bold, 10 Play and Paramount Plus. Not one to be missed. Speaking of big players... Uh, as well, Andy, Craig Goodwin, a brace for United. They appear to, anyway, I didn't see a lot of this on, on paper to make short work of Wellington Phoenix. Was it that straightforward in reality? Yeah, I think going into that game, and, and I was um, again asked how I think this one would go, and on that any given night scenario, Wellington could have won the game, but but I did, I, I just felt strongly that they're the only team in the six that I didn't think could win the comp. Um, and Wellington just that they had a, they huffed and puffed a little bit last week. They had a couple of chances, and, and on the basis that goals change games, there was a moment just on half time when they had a, a corner that was scrambled um, and against the post. Uh, if they score that, you know maybe the dynamic changes. But Adelaide basically throughout the game were, were too strong, um, and the five teams that uh, the four teams that are left, mm. the four can win it. I, I do believe that Wellington was the only one of the top six that I didn't have a lot of confidence could actually win the comp. So. Uh, Adelaide did what they needed to do last week. Um, this is a this is a, a cute little grudge match. This one, the Mariners versus Adelaide. They're not historic rivals, but they've had a fair bit to do with each other this year. And 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 a couple of things said one way and, uh, or other by various officials at either end. Uh, and so this one shapes up nicely Saturday night for sure. Yeah, so 7 o'clock that one as well. 10 bold, 10 play, Paramount Plus. That's live from 7 o'clock uh, Eastern. Looking forward to that one. Uh, Adelaide United Central Coast Mariners after the latter's week off as well. Hey, I wanted to talk to you about the Champions League. Uh, just fascinatingly poised, uh, Andy. I've got to say, the first leg of the two huge semifinals. I want to spend a bit of time. Look, Man City and Real Madrid... Um, I'm not sure if you subscribe to the theory that whoever wins this uh, is most likely to go on and win, and win the whole thing. And, and Man City have got a, a monkey on their back in this competition. They're just going to have to get rid of pretty much the club who owns the competition in, in Real Madrid. What did you take out of the first leg? Well, you know, um, Man City, you know, if, if the if the fortunes of this game are, are portents for anything, that then they can feel confident they're going to get through. I mean, they, you know, Real Madrid will be wondering how the hell they didn't uh, win that game. 
Um, you know, they managed to keep Holland pretty quiet, which is not an easy job. Mm. Playing at home as well in the last, uh, or the rather late goal from Kevin De Bruyne, which was a, a really good hit from him, but otherwise a pretty routine bit of football. You know, they, Real Madrid will look at that and think, well, we didn't get beaten. We got beaten by a good strike of the football. We didn't get beaten, not beaten. We didn't concede that goal because there was some miraculous play. They'll look at that and, and say that was a moment of laxness from them. Um, and look, I still think they can do it away from home. There'll, there'll be a lot of anticipation um, at, at Manchester City that yeah. they've done enough to get through. Of course, the players won't think that, but there'll be this buzz around the football club um, that, that will have this, this this sort of belief that they've done the hard bit now, Real Madrid away, and you come back intact, and then you can just hit them at home. But Real Madrid have surprised people away before. I mean, they shouldn't yeah. be a surprise because they're such a... A mighty outfit. I, I think I think Los Blancos will still get through. Um, I don't know quite why I think that. It's just a stirring in my gut. But it's going to be um, quite some watching that second leg. Jeez, that'll be heartbreaking for the citizens if they get knocked out again. And a couple of amazing goals. Vinicius Junior, as you say, and then uh, Kevin De Bruyne with, uh, at 67 minutes. And I know um, Benzema left a couple of goals out there too, I reckon, uh, Andy. So um, unlike him as well, missed a couple of glorious chances. Um, so it'll be fascinating to watch the second leg. Uh, and in the first leg on the other side of the fixture, obviously Inter taking care of Milan 2-0 in that one. I wanted to ask you as well about the Asian Cup draw that took place last night, Andy, in Qatar. The Socceroos have pulled Uzbekistan, Syria and India. Starts January, of course. What did you make uh, of the group? Manageable? Oh, yeah, not too difficult matches. India will be, it shouldn't be too difficult, but um, Syria, always hard. You know, just... I don't know. I mean, listeners need to, if they haven't tried already, get their head around how the hell Syria um, can maintain such a consistent level of yeah. competition in Asia, given what's happened on the home front, the the civil war, which has been going on you know, a disgustingly long time, which has completely ravaged the place, yet still their footballers managed to get together and, and be very, very difficult to beat. Uh, very proud people, very proud football team. You just think back to the qualifiers for Russia 2018 and uh, Sarah Omar Al-Soma had that last-minute free kick at the Sydney Olympic Stadium, which hit the post, would have been the last kick of the game. Syria would have knocked us out en route. So, you know, we've had difficulty with them before. Uzbekistan, we should be able to beat. We've had a couple of moments with them in history that have been tighter than they might have been, but basically we've got their measure. But they're the two matches in that group to look out for. And, um, you know, it's, a, it, it's an increasingly difficult competition, this one, because the, the middle-ranking so-called Asian nations have, have really been investing in football um, a lot, and that's really starting to bite. And then mm. you've got the traditional powerhouses. And, and we talk about Iran, who haven't, who haven't won the Asian Cup for, for uh, well over 20 years. It might be 30 years now. They're due as well. It's going to be a really tough competition, this one. And it looks as though the way the draws panned out is that, you know, you're going to have to go through Saudi Arabia and Japan. So I think it, all things being equal, Saudi Arabia are waiting in the quarterfinals and then the winner of that, Japan in the semi. So that would appear to be where, you know, without putting the cart before the horse, where the tournament's going to be yeah. decided. Yeah, I think. look, I think so. And, and between this, there's two tournaments in this four-yearly World Cup cycle which we have to focus on, and, and the World Cup qualifying really with the expanded number of teams in. That, that should be a formality. Again, not putting the, mm. the cart before the horse, but, uh, you know, Graham Arnold um, has done a good enough job with that national team, um, and there are enough players around to expect the Socceroos to qualify for the next World Cup 
with uh, much less anxiety than we've had in previous occasions. Um, the Asian Cup's a different thing. This is the big test of this cycle. Now, yeah. it's early in the cycle, of course, because it's only a few months away and there's still players that will be picked, I'm expecting, who will be in the beginning stages of their of their international career, but this is the one, you know, this is the one. And, and to have Saudi, and if it falls the way we're all expecting Saudi, uh, who we struggled with in the last campaign in Japan, who, you know, quite frankly, uh, it'll be a surprise the next time we win them. That'll be a surprise. <laughs> beat them. That'll be a surprise result. They're just so strong. And, uh, and that's our, our big rival. That's our benchmark that we've got to try and hit is, is the way Japan do football and the way it's encapsulated in their national men's team. Hey, Andy, we're just about out of time, but a lot of text coming through on this, so I can't not ask you. It's so fascinating. Okay. Each and every season, the relegation dogfight in the Premiership, and there's a text here. Get to the real stuff, Andy. Will my <laughs> beloved Leeds United survive? Well, I thought we were talking about the real stuff. That was the local <laughs> thing. But, 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 um, but, but with respect to your very passionate listeners, I, I hope Leeds survive. I, like many Australians, have um, a, a passing softness uh, for the football club um, because of you know what the Aussies mm. did there so famously. Now, I'm not, I'm not suggesting your listener was part of that group. That's why they follow Leeds. But the point is, I think there's a lot of people hoping they stay up. But it's going to be a tough call. And I say, I mean, the, the, the Sam Allardyce thing is bizarre. The, the, the package that he's been on just to get through four games speaks to a lot of things I don't like about that level of football. But the bigger issue is what's happening off the field at Leeds. You know, the turmoil, the lack of leadership, the instability, that's got to be fixed. Now, that's not going to be fixed in time to save this season. But what I'm going to suggest is if they don't get that fixed, then Leeds are going to be on this roller coaster on an annual basis. I don't want them to become a yo-yo football club, uh, up and down and up and down. But they're a, they should be a Premier League stable offering. And to get that, they've got to have stability off the field. That's not going to happen in the next couple of weeks, but fingers crossed that they can get through. Andy, enjoy the game tonight. Sydney FC, Melbourne uh, City. It's what it's all about. 7 o'clock Eastern, 10 bold, 10 play, Paramount Plus. Uh, good calling. Thanks for having me. Talk again.